before we continue with this episode, I just want to give a special shout out to our show sponsor, Uni. Make sure to grab your Uni today and level up your pizza game. I also want to thank our second show sponsor, Cordo Olive Oil. If you want to make the best, you got to use the best and use the freshest. Grab your Cordo Olive Oil today and start making next level pizza. What's happening? What's good, though? It's your boy, Idriff. The other day, I posted a little episode just talking about my experience talking to my local health department because I was interested in starting up my pop-up, possibly. And what's funny is that I felt good about actually taking action, but then I was also kind of intimidated by the daunting task at hand. Like, not only did I have to spend thousands of thousands of dollars just to get started, but I had to spend a whole bunch of time just to sell my pizza legitimately. For those of you who don't know, I am interested in selling my pizza, but I always want to do it legitimately first. Like I know people who just kind of do it illegally and they choose to take on that risk, but I myself don't want to do that because I have a few things that I want to protect my ass just in general, but my assets. And I don't want my love for pizza to cause me to act recklessly or foolishly. And so I've always told myself as a condition of selling pizza, I have to be as legit as possible. One way I've I've gotten around serving pizza to others is by giving it away for free or doing it as a fundraiser for folks, not touching any money. Because the minute I exchange hands, exchange pizza for dollars, it gets murky. And so when I was thinking to myself, like, what could I do to still get a pop-up going without having to go through all of that red tape? I thought, hmm, what if I partnered with a restaurant? And so I wanted to take a moment today to talk about that angle of approaching your pop-up. You don't have to go to a brewery and pop up and you don't have to rely on a commissary. You don't have to go through your local health department and get their permission. I've spoken to some pizza makers about their experience doing this and it it seems like a great idea actually. Uh, For starters, I've spoken to someone like Lars from State of Mind Public House. And this is actually the way he got started making pizza uh, prior, I mean, after Pizza My Heart, but prior to his brick and mortar. Him and his brother started off making pizza at a tap house that had a limited run lease. Tap house was only going to be there for X amount of time. And after that lease was done, the tap house was going away. And him and his brother hopped on and joined, partnered with that person who had the tap house And they started making pizzas there. Today, Lars owns two very successful restaurants in the Bay Area. And he's someone that said he would be open to the idea of having pizza makers pop up at his restaurant. He actually welcomes it and says that he will be having uh, someone pop up at his restaurant in the future, likely. When I asked him, you know, what it would take for him to say yes to, to, and agree to someone doing that, he mentioned, well, the, the concept has to be tight, right? It can't be messy because I imagine, because 
he has a reputation to uphold. And if people are going to his restaurant to try my pizza, I got to make sure everything just lines up. I don't want to make him look bad. Also, if I, not me, but like hypothetically speaking, if you were to pop up at his restaurant, all he asks is that you order food from him and that you don't bring your own because that in of itself, it's a liability, right? Uh, so if you have any specials on your pizza, if you have any secret ingredients uh, that uh, are hard to get via a distributor, make that pizza somewhere else. You're not going to be making it at that person's restaurant, at uh, Lars's restaurant per se. Um, and I think that makes sense for all pizzerias that you want to try popping up at. It makes sense to use their ingredients because at the end of the day, you want to remove all as much risk as possible. And if you use their ingredients, you're going to be able to get a discount because they get to order uh, through their channels, which is typically less or less expensive compared to what you'd be able to get at the supermarket. Now, there, he did mention that he would like to see some profit sharing to cover his expenses. But all in all, that is not bad. When you think of the time that it takes maybe weeks upon weeks, maybe even months it takes to get through the health department versus, you know, finding an owner operator that is willing to let you pop up. There is a significant difference in the time that it takes. Now you still have to do all the marketing yourself and all of that, but you might even be able to piggyback off of the store's existing customers. I think in an ideal situation, it makes sense to pop up at a pizzeria on their slower nights, just to be fair, just so that you don't take away some of their core business and that you're adding value to them rather than taking away. But also you don't want to get slammed on a Friday or Saturday night if this is your first time popping up. I also think that more restaurants will be willing to do this if you just, you just got to find the right ones. You got to show how you can bring value. Maybe you partner up with them and you bring your style of pizza because they don't do it, or you bring them customers and they get to sell alcohol. I can see it working many, many ways. I actually met someone who has done this successfully, uh, who goes by the name of Adam uh, Pizza Paya, and he started off his pizza pop-up journey um, by giving away free pizza. He was giving away free pizza as a uh, just a freebie to anyone who's following him on Facebook or Instagram. And um, he was just asking for taste testers. And word got around and people were excited by it. One of the people who signed up to try his pizzas actually owned a VR studio, arcade, virtual reality place. And I had to look what this uh, is up. I had to look this up because I didn't know what it was. Basically, it looks like an arena, kind of like laser tag, but you put on your virtual reality glasses and you play different games. It looks like some of them, some of the games have guns. I don't know what they do, but it looks like a fun place. And it just so happens that they had a commercial kitchen. And so the person who owned the VR place invited Adam to just make pizzas on slow nights. And because it was COVID time, there were a lot of slow nights. Eventually, they 
solidified the partnership a little bit more. Adam is now a quote unquote employee and he's working there full time, but he gets so many more benefits uh, compared to a new employee because from the way he spelled it out, it doesn't seem like he's capped. Sure, he gives a portion of the sales to uh, the owner of the virtual reality reality place, excuse me. But Adam benefits because he doesn't have to get his own insurance. He didn't have to go through permitting, didn't have to go through the health department. He is under the umbrella of the virtual reality place. And this is a perfect example of how you and another business person can partner up. Now, I spoke to my buddy, Sirhan, who has also popped up at different places, and I asked him, how much does it cost, right? And I think it just depends, is his answer. But I think that is a fair answer because you never really know. Um, he's popped up at different places, and which leads me to believe it's, it's up to you to have that conversation. Now, one thing he did mention was that it's fair that we as interested parties who want to pop up do pay but he also did mention that if you have a big enough following it's possible that people can pay you like for example steve delinsky uh news uh he's a news reporter pizza podcaster he's actually been paid to go make pizzas at different places and he's also done them for free via charity but he has that like that following that expertise that experience that kind of makes him like a, a bit of a celebrity cook. And if some of you have that huge following, it's possible you can leverage that. Maybe people will pay you or maybe they won't even ask you for a profit share. Maybe they know that your Instagram or celebrity-like status will just bring people to their restaurant. So maybe consider that. That might be a better option for you. I hope this was a fun, quick little episode. I hope you learned a lot. Please, please, please make sure to keep a lookout for the upcoming episodes. I have an amazing one coming out with Craig from June's Pizza in the Bay Area. And he is a perfect example of what happens when you don't get the right permits. Uh, fortunately, nothing major happened to him. But uh, you will soon find out. Uh, the story behind June's Pizza. I also got an amazing episode coming with uh, coming up with Lee Hunzinger. Oh my goodness, you got to listen to that one. And Ryan from Sanctuary Pizza. The end of the year is going to be cracking, y'all. There's going to be a lot of good stuff. Uh, and I think it's important to be able to hear their stories and learn from them. I hope you learned something today. I hope this helped you kind of get your wheels turning on a Sunday and say, hmm, what can I do tomorrow to get me closer to selling pizza? I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you enjoy the show. Let me know what your thoughts are. Talk to me on Instagram at what's good though. Thanks for your time. Till next time. Peace.